Welcome to Faith Church Podcast, where we are a safe place to find and follow Jesus. We're so glad you're here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe God will impact your life through today's message. I'm going to tell you, we, we have so much going on in this church, so many things happening. God is moving, and, and I want to encourage you, and there's so much to be a part of, that this church is not just about a Sunday morning experience, but it's about finding and following Jesus in every area of your life and doing it together as a family. And so, man, if, you, if you're looking to get more involved and more engaged, whether it's in a group or in some sort of a ministry, man, we would love for you uh, to be a part of all the things that are happening. We're excited about next week. You know what next week is? Anybody know what next week is? Palm Sunday. You know what the week after that is? Easter. Come on, let's go. How many of you guys excited? This is, this is oh, I love, I love Easter. Uh, I probably love Easter uh, more than most, but I just love Easter uh, because there is no event in the history of mankind that has had more impact on our lives than that one. Right? There is no event in, in, in our entire history since the creation of the world that has had more impact on the way we live our lives than what Easter represents. And so I am excited. I love Easter. So I want to encourage you. There are so many people that don't understand the Easter story that uh, just live in this area. So I want to encourage you to invite them to church. If they're early people, 8.30. For all of you like me, 10.30. Uh, you know, but I'll be at the 8.30 service, I will, uh, but, uh, you know, so <laughs> surprise, uh, but, um, but yeah, we got two services on Easter Sunday, 8.30, 10.30, I encourage you to bring your family, bring your neighbors, bring your friends as we celebrate uh, what Easter represents in our hearts, and so, man, exciting. All right, feels like a full day already. You guys ready? Let's jump into God's word. I will be, uh, I'm going to really attempt to be somewhat quick today as I know the time. I knew it was busy. We got a lot going on. I want to be really quick as we're, we're I'm going to clean up something that was said earlier. This is not the end of the Sermon on the Mount series. Uh, this is just the end of the Beatitudes, which is just the beginning of the Sermon on the Mount series. And so <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I saw I almost I saw it on social media too. So some of you guys are like, no, right? Is safe. Uh, it's not the end. This is not the last Sermon on the Mount series. It'll be well in the summertime. Uh, you know, you some of you guys will be out on the lake by the time we're done with this series. You know what I'm saying? Like it's gonna. Uh, you know, you may be getting ready for winter by the time we're done with this series. So, uh, you know, it's one of those things. But we're, we're excited about this. Let's open our Bibles up to Matthew chapter 5. I want to go ahead and read these. But I want to share as you're, as you're getting there to Matthew chapter 5, uh, I want to just continue to, um, you know, just kind of frame some things. You know, I've had an opportunity to, to be a lot of places. And anytime you travel, how many of you guys go on vacation? And, and when you go on vacation, you always buy something, some sort of uh, token, uh, something to remind you of that vacation, right? So uh, we, Manny and I did this early on. We were traveling. We thought, what are, what are some things that we could buy that are going to be everywhere we go? And so um, we started with like magnets and pencils and all those things for little kids. And so we have... <laughs> more magnets uh, than your fridge can handle, uh, you know, from different places all over, all over the country and, and some from around the world. But, you know, everywhere I go, I, you, you buy some things. And I've always had this dream. I've always had this dream. Like, I remember when I went to South Africa 
I bought a handful of, of like these little statue things. I'm like, oh man, I came home, I have them. And I'm like, I, I, want, I want to buy shadow boxes. Are there any, any really creative people here? Uh, yeah, yeah. So when I say shadow, like, I, I want to create these shadow boxes and put all the trinkets uh, of all of our travels in one. So this would be like the, the, the South Africa one. And, you know, and you'd have all, and then just hang them all over the house. I think that'd be super cool. Um, but if you know me, I'm not that kind of person. So I don't know where all that stuff is at. It's not on my wall. That's for sure. Um, it's probably in a box somewhere. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? You know, I probably never unpack that. I'm, I may never unpack that box. Who knows? My kids may unpack that box someday long after I'm gone uh, and go, here's that stuff he talked about all the time. And then they'll throw it away. You know, that's probably how it works. But, um, uh, but, you know, you think about it, you go on vacations and you, and you buy things. And so, so what you try to do is you create these moments that remind you. Right. And, and so many times, if you have these moments, I mean, uh, think about uh, all the significant moments in our lives. We have things that remind us, whether they're pictures on our wall. How many of you guys have stairs in your house and going up the stairs is like just this whole group of photos of over through the years? You know, how many of you guys have that in your house? Uh, a couple of Oh, not as many as I thought. Okay. So that was a bad illustration. I will make note of that to never use that one again. Um, but I'm sure somebody online was like, me, 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 and they're pointing to it right now. So me and you, we're together on this one. Uh, but, you know, we, we do. We store. And, here, and here's what we're trying to do. We're trying to frame and remember and remind. And, and I think when I look at the Beatitudes, in so many ways, what the Beatitudes do for us is they frame for us what spiritual growth looks like. Right? It creates a picture in many ways, uh, uh, something to refer to, something to remember, uh, a reminder, the Beatitudes for us as we walk through them over the past few weeks really frame for us what spiritual growth looks like. And I want to I close the Beatitudes and just read them for you real quick and walk through a couple of things. But um, that's, Beatitudes frame what spiritual growth looks like. And so let's do this. Uh, Matthew chapter 5. I'll start in verse 1. It says, One day as he saw the crowds gathering, Jesus went up on the mountainside and sat down. And his disciples gathered around him, and he began to teach them. It says, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And God blesses those who mourn, for they will be comforted. And God blesses those who are humble, for they will inherit the whole earth. And God blesses those who hunger and thirst for justice, for they will be satisfied. And God blesses those who are merciful, for they will be shown mercy. And God blesses those whose hearts are pure, for they will see God. Persecuted for doing right, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. And God blesses you when people mock you and persecute you and lie about you and say all sorts of evil things against you because you are my followers. Be happy about it. Be very glad for a great reward awaits you in heaven. Remember, the ancient prophets were persecuted in the same way. When we look at this portion of scripture and this, if you've been with us over the past few weeks, we've, we've really taken some time going through those and, 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 and uh, really walking through describing and explaining those. And, and, and what I would say to you is if you've missed some of those, go back online and watch some of those. We, we went uh, step by step and really explained what those were. But understanding this word blessed 
bless, God blesses those. This phrase for bless is really understanding more than just this temporary blessing, but it's more of a long-term state of being to, to walk in essence in this state of blessed, of joy and of happiness. There's this God blesses, there's this, it's a long-term, it's not temporary, it's not short-term, it's more of a long-term expression and experience that God blesses. There's a state of being that is captured in these beatitudes that I think most people, if you are honest with yourself, strive for and want, right? I mean, so often, how many, how many times you hear just from America, you know, think of, think of you know, our culture, you think, you know, the pursuit of happiness, now, I think many times culture misses that one. Uh, they, they pursue happiness in the wrong ways, but it is a part of our lives. I think people, at the end of the day, want to pursue happiness. How often do we say things like, that, that makes me happy, so therefore, right? I enjoy this, so therefore, like, it's just, it, there's a pursuit of happiness, but so often the happiness that the world offers is temporary, it's not eternal. It's short-lived. It's, and God is talking about this state of being. God blesses those who are, who are, you know, walk through, who are poor in spirit, who recognize their need for him, right? Because, man, the kingdom of heaven is theirs, right? So God's talking about this blessedness, and I want to really just remind you of that as we look Look into this. I want to share a couple of things because we're talking about the Beatitudes as a whole. Many people have said to me, man, it feels like this is one kind of ongoing, continual sermon, like they're linked. And they are absolutely linked. That's a great observation for those of you who have said that to me or those of you who are thinking that, that the Beatitudes are very much linked. They're very much together. They're very much work together. In fact, they are progressive. They kind of build upon one another. Right? They, kind of, they kind of move together. They work together. And I want to share a couple of things with you. I want to read Psalms chapter 27, verse 4. If you have a pew Bible today, it is on page 332. But here's, I, I want to frame some things for us. I want to frame kind of like the Beatitudes frames for us spiritual growth. I want to frame for us as a church kind of who we are. You know, today we had, we had members come forward, and we talked about this in the membership classes, that, that we are very specific in who we are as a church, right? There's, there's, there's no denying that, that we are who we are. So if we were to frame who faith, what is faith? What type of church is faith? What, and, and, and we always use the word, this year we've been using the word, that we are a more type church, which means that God has more for you that we want to experience more of God, right? So that, that really, in many ways, defines in a nutshell, frames for us what type of church this is. It's a church that understands that God has more for you and that we're not alone in this world. And if we will lean into him, if we will find him and follow him, that God will help us to fulfill his purposes in us and through us, right? I mean, it's an amazing understanding. So in Psalm chapter 27, verse 4, it says this, the one thing I ask of the Lord. That's a, you know, that's like if you had one question to ask. There's one thing. You, you, got, you have one. You have one moment. One thing you can ask of God. You have one question to ask. You have one favor to ask, or to frame it in our language, you have one prayer that is guaranteed to be answered, right? This is what he says, 
the one thing I ask of the Lord, the thing that I seek the most, which would be, in my, you know, my understanding, the highest priority, if I had all these questions, if we were to say, hey, Jesus is going to be here on Tuesday at 10 o'clock for an hour. And you're going to be able to sit down. You can sign up uh, and reserve a 10-minute slot with him. Right? So you'll get 10 minutes. You can sign up. He's going to be here. You can sit down face-to-face, chat with Jesus. You can ask him anything you want. Right? This time, if there was the most important, if I only, I only, got, I only got one question. If I only have one question to ask, I'm going to pause for a minute and go, all right, okay, what do I really want to know? Right? I'm not going to waste that on something small. You know what I mean? Like, I, this is a big deal. So this context, right? The one thing I ask of the Lord, the, the thing I seek most is to live in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. And when you understand the kingdom of God, to, to live in God's kingdom, the house of the Lord, all the days of my life. Here's what I ask. Here's my favor. Let me live in your presence my entire life. Right? Oh, my goodness. Could you imagine to live in God's presence, in the house of the Lord, all the days of my life, delighting in the Lord's perfections and meditating in his temple. That's a fantastic phrase. If that doesn't declare motive, I don't know what does. You know, like sometimes you think about motive. What's our motive? Why? Why do we come to church? Pastor Tom, why do you preach the way you do? Sometimes it's so hard. Sometimes you're so pushy. Right? Why? Why? There, can't you soften that up a little bit? Sure I can. But why don't I? Because this is, my, this is motive for me. You know what I want for you? I want you to live in the house of the Lord all the days of your life. Right? That, that's, that's what I want for you. I want you to experience God the way I experience God. I want you to know God the way I know God. The peace that comes with living in the house of the Lord. That's what I want. So welcome to faith, right? That's kind of who we are, right? So, all right, buckle in, let's go. I, I love, and, and so in this, this desire to know God more, I know when I say those things, it sets a really high bar. I know it does. In so many ways, it sets a bar that there are a lot of people that feel is unattainable. Right? Here's what I want to say to everyone who may be in a spot in your life where you're just discovering. Maybe, maybe you're in church today and you're just like, you know what, I just decided to come to church. And this guy, what in the world? This is way too much for me today. And you're looking for the doors. Like, can I get out one of those doors without people noticing? Why did they close them? Because now i got to open one. It's going to draw attention. Like, that's kind of what you're thinking right now. And those of you who are in that spot where you're online, you're like, boom, that's awesome. I can just turn off and nobody knows, right? Don't do it. Don't give me a minute. Give me a minute. Right? But for those of you who are in this spot, can I just tell you that you are right where you need to be today? That no matter where you're at in your walk with the Lord, we all were there at some point. I can remember 19, uh, November of 1994 when I knew nothing of the Lord 
uh, when, you know, when I first started coming to this church and, you know, I did not know the story of David and Goliath, right? I did not, I, that illustration would not have worked for me because I'd have been, I don't know what you're talking about, right? So I was a, you know, an 18-year-old kid, November 19-year-old kid, sorry. Um, sorry coming here when I was 18. Uh, but, you know, it, when I was an 18-year-old kid, just kind of, I, I would not have known most of what I now talk about today. Can I just say that we've all been in a space like that in our lives? Here's, here's what we desire for you, is that we just continue to find and follow Jesus every day. Right? So for us, it's not about knowing everything. It's, it's not about having all the answers. It's not about being, you know, spiritually mature and, and you know, not walking but hovering. You know what I'm saying? It's not, it's not that kind of a thing. It's more about saying, hey, uh, our question for last week, help me, help me to just know you more today than I did yesterday. Like the goal for us here at Faith is just to keep moving forward, to really collectively embrace this reality that, that God has more for us, that God cares about you. Yeah. God cares about your life. God cares about your struggles. God cares about your pains, your anxieties, your, the, the disappointments. You know, God cares and he's here for you. And what matters to me is that we just keep finding and keep following. You know, the scripture actually kind of um, shows us, and I've read some of these recently, some scriptures really kind of shows us this, what this looks like, that there is a process to knowing God. And can I just tell you that we're all on a process, that there are people that know God more than I do, right? And, I'm gonna, and I, myself, it's the same prayer for me than it is for everybody, that I also want to know God more today than I did yesterday, that this is a lifelong journey that we just kind of embark on, that we just, each day we get up and keep, keep finding and keep following. And that's kind of just what we do collectively. That's what the family is here for. It's not about how much we know or, or how much we've experienced. It's just that we just keep experiencing and we keep seeking and we keep finding, right? It's about this process. And, and I love the Beatitudes because it frames in many ways what that looks like. And I've got to hurry up here today. So let me read a couple of scriptures to you that we've read. Philippians chapter 3, verse 12 through 14. Uh, it says this. I love this. I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection. I think he just said better what I just said. I should have just read that. It would save three minutes of the message. But I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us, right? That's, that captures what I just said. Let's just keep going. Let's keep going. Why? Because... This world needs us to know Jesus. This world is hurting without hope. They're looking for hope. You can offer hope to them. And it doesn't mean you have all the answers. It just means that you know where hope is found. It's found in Jesus. You know, in, in, in Ephesians chapter 3, uh, if you go there, page 705 uh, in the Pew Bible, just go backwards a couple pages. Uh, it says this, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources that he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Think about that, as you trust in him. 
Doesn't that speak to progression? <laughs> like, he's going to make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. So the more you trust, the more of his, right? Like, there's this, as you trust in him, your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand all, as all of God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ through, although it is too great to understand fully, which, what's that tell us? That we'll never fully understand it all, but let us experience the love of Christ, keep growing, keep growing, keep growing, then you'll be, able, you'll be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Right? It's just, it's just progression. It's keep going. Keep going. Keep growing. Keep finding. Keep following that the, the Beatitudes frame this process. They frame spiritual growth. And where does it start? It starts with, you know, in the very beginning. Blessed are those who are poor in spirit, who recognize their need for God. Man, that's where it starts. Just to simply recognize, God, I don't have it all. I haven't figured it out. And then it grows and it grows and it grows all the way up to, you know, things like, blessed are those who are pure. For they will see God. Aren't you so thankful that's not the first one? <laughs> right? Aren't you thankful that pure is not the first one? Oh, man. How many times would I, I, I it's, like a, it's like a New Year's resolution. Right? This year I'm going to, never mind. I changed my mind. Two weeks in, like, ah, uh, I can't remember the last time I set a New Year's resolution. I'm tired of being disappointed. <laughs> but there's this collective work. We, 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 don't, we don't have a whole lot of time to walk through all those. If you, if you, if you want to go back and watch the series or study a little bit, you'll see the progression of those um, what I do want to do, though, is capture kind of what that means for us. How do, how do we allow that to impact? How do we allow the study that over the past few weeks that we went through the Beatitudes, how do we allow that to impact who we are? How do, how do we allow that? And, and I want to say it this way. I, I really do, I, I, I sometimes struggle because, um, you know, phrases I've used here in this series are things like, um, it's simple but not easy, right? And so it's phrases like, it's hard, but it's worth it, <laughs> right? You can put that in a line. Like, it's simple, but not easy. So since it's not easy, therefore it's hard, but it's hard, but it's worth it. I think that's, that's the walk, that's the journey. I think that's what Paul's recognizing, you know, that I haven't achieved, I haven't attained, I just press on, we're gonna keep going. There's this, there's this process, but I struggle because sometimes I feel like uh, we can become too simplistic. But, but the problem with Scripture is, in many ways, it is simple. Like, it's not hard to grasp. It's hard to execute. Yeah. Right? Like, and so, and, and here's the problem with, with, in my opinion, right? This is just me. You're at faith, and so you get to hear my opinions. Uh, but in my opinion, sometimes, uh, at least in, in you know, our culture, American, Western culture, whatever you want to call it, I, I think sometimes what we do is, is we take the Bible and, and we become symptomatic with it, which means that we begin to use the Bible to diagnose symptoms. 
okay? Uh, we just diagnose symptoms. That's why, you know, uh, and this is no judgment. Please know my heart. Oh, goodness. Please know my heart. This is not judgment. It's just I'm trying to, this is what I feel. You know, but, you know, we'll do, we'll do sermon series on relationships. Why? Because we want to have better relationships. I'm not, and if any church, I didn't look, I should have done this. If any church right now is doing a series on relationships in this area, I'm so sorry. It's, I did not check. I probably should have. <laughs> should have Googled all the churches in the area to make sure somebody's not doing a series on relationships. If you are, this is, but here's my point. Because we want good relationships. So here's what we talk about. We talk about things like communication, right? And grace and, you know, and how to interact with one another. And it's great. It's, those are great things. I'm not, those are fantastic things. But, but sometimes we become symptomatic and there's, a, there's really a root cause to the struggle we have in relationships. And, and so what I would say is if you read through the Beatitudes and really kind of you know, go back and, and write down all the things as I defined those, uh, if you read through the Beatitudes, I, I promise you, if you, you would strive for those, I promise you, your relationships will get better. Right? And, and, and so let me, can I just be a basketball coach for a minute? So please forgive me. I'm an athletic guy. I use too many athletic references. I'm going to do it again. I love you. Um, it's just who I am. You, you get all of who I am. It's just, that's who I am, right? I'm just, a, I'm just Tom or Tommy. You know, those of you who know Tommy. Okay, anyways. Um, but uh, <laughs> as a basketball coach, you know, I coach seventh grade basketball. Um, you know, I, I, it was my responsibility as a seventh grade basketball coach to teach very fundamental things. Like, there's so much more to basketball, but I try to teach very fundamental things. Fundamental things that, that maybe you wouldn't get anywhere else. You know, things like footwork. Like, if you want to be a good shooter, your, foot, your footwork has to be right. So again, just go with me. Some of you guys are like, what is he talking about? I'm talking about basketball. Just leave me alone. I've got to process this way. But your footwork has to be right in order to be a good shooter. You know, things like the rhythm of the game. I would teach students or kids, students, you know, I teach my players to understand the rhythms of the game, the tempo of the game, and how it affects the way we play and, and playing fast but under control. And, and all, I would teach all these little things. And, and, and you would think, man, but how do we win? I'm like, ah, winning comes later. Right? Nobody, I used to tell my kids this. Nobody, when you're my age, looks back and pulls out their seventh grade basketball trophy and goes, yeah, but it's seventh grade, bruh. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm like, and if you ever have that urge, if you ever have that urge, don't be that guy. Please don't be that guy. <laughs> right? Like nobody cares. Now, I know you care now, but nobody, but, but there's some fundamental things. I think sometimes our churches forget to teach the fundamental things. I think sometimes, and I'll just be shoot, shoot straight with you, this, you know, and I, won't, I don't have time for it. It's 11.42. Goodness gracious, who did that to me? I did. But, um, but you know, sometimes I look, I look at the way we, we, we roll, and I, I think sometimes we, we got this whole, I'm going to say some words. Oh, I'm going there. We'll pick up this up after Easter because we're going there. But we, we use phrases like deconstruct. You know, and no, and I get it, I get it, I get it. But you know, sometimes we're just looking for excuses. 
You know, we use words like religion. Oh, it's religious. That's religious. That's religion. Oh, we're not about religion. We're about relationship. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Correct. But, but don't throw away the. There's some things that are religious that are really important for us. Right? Like, I, I get it. Yes. Religion bad. Relationship good. Okay. But listen, there's some things in religion that is important for us. So don't throw it all away. We don't always have to deconstruct everything. We just have to get back to what matters most. And what matters most in many ways is what Psalm 27 says or what Matthew chapter 6 verse 33 says. It says, seek first the kingdom of God and everything else will come after that. But first, priority is to seek God's kingdom first. Right? So sometimes we, you're taking my time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I just love this church. See, we're family. We're family here. If you're new to faith, this is just how we roll. Uh, but, but so what happens though is we, because of that, we just, we become very symptomatic. Right? Oh, you know, we'll write books. Oh, you, you, you want to, here's, here's how you do this. And you write a book about it. And somebody sells a bunch of copies, they travel and speak about it. Great, awesome, they can do that, that's fantastic. I'm not saying that's wrong, but what I am saying is the reality of all that, those, those are not, a sermon series on relationships is not going to help you if we don't first understand what the Beatitudes mean to our heart. What's happening is we're getting the cart before the horse. Is that a, that's, I don't know what that means. Do you guys know what that means? Good. It worked. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I know what it means. I'm kidding. But you, you see what I'm saying? Mel, or, or, worship team, I have you come on up. If, if not, this is a train run out of control. I'm kidding. I know right where I'm at. Here we go. I'm going to have the worship team come on up, though. But seriously, um, here's, here's what the Beatitudes do for us. They frame spiritual growth. What, what's important for us to do and understand in this is that this is the foundation for us. Now, when we get this right, you can add on to it. You can build on it. I promise you, if you call Pastor Mel one day and you say, um, hey, Pastor Mel, will you teach me how to play the guitar? No, I would not say that because he would say no. Um, but if you asked him, he would probably say yes. Um, my guess is he's going to say something to you like, okay, I want you to work on these, these chords. Learn how to play these chords. And like, no, 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 I want to play the chords. I want to be like... Uh, you know, like, I want to be 80s rocker, man. Like, how do I get there? And he's going to say, play some chords. Like, just over and over and over. And you're like, that's not fun. Like, nobody wants to do that. Like, I, like you know, I want to play my air guitar. And, um, but there's, there's a progression. And, and my guess is, and I'm not a musician, but my guess is if you get the chords right, then he can build on top of that. Think of it in every area of your life. Think about it when you got a new job and you started working there. You know, they didn't give you the most complex task your first day on the job. They, they began to build a foundation, then they can build on top of it. It's the same thing in our own lives. And the Beatitudes build for us a foundation that then the relationship conversations can build on top of. But the problem is if we don't get the understanding of the Beatitudes first, we don't have the foundation that we need. 
I'm going to pick this series up after Easter. But um, here's what I want to challenge you with. Here's what I want you to picture. Because the Beatitudes develop what we would consider a mindset of God's kingdom. I don't have time to give Ken the credit for that that I wanted to, so I love you. But um, here's what I want you to picture. I want you to picture waking up every morning, having full faith in God, and experiencing his presence throughout the day. I want you to picture that. I want you to picture waking up every morning, having full faith in God, and experience his presence throughout the day. Can I tell you that's what Jesus is offering us in his kingdom? You know, John 10, 10 says, the thief's purpose is to kill, kill, steal, and destroy. To steal, kill, and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life, an abundant life, a blessed life. Here's what I want you to ponder as the worship team begins to play. Here's my ponder for today's sermon. Do my, do my choices encourage me to grow in my relationship with God? Maintain my relationship with God? Or push me away from my relationship with God? That's what I want you to ponder this week. Just think about your choices. Is how you live your life is it helping you to keep moving forward in your relationship with God? The choices that you make, your daily choices. You know, the Bible says that nothing can separate us from God's love. That is true. But sometimes our choices, choices, push us away from it. It's right there, but we don't see it because of our choices. Do our choices help us to experience God? Does it, do our choices help us to grow in our relationship with God? Or, or if you're like some who thought, hey, God, I like where I'm at. This is good. Right, like, I'm kind of good right here. Let's cruise. I'm on coast. I'm on cruise control now, right? Like, I got enough of God for me to, I'm good. Well, that's a sermon, isn't it? Do your choices kind of just say, hey, I maintain. Ah, I don't need any more. Ah, I'm good. Or do your choices push you away from God? Right? Here's the Beatitudes frame for us, spiritual growth. Can we, can we stand and close? We're going to sing a couple songs here. This, this, this portion of this series is so foundational and so important for our walk with the Lord because it builds, it builds, builds that foundation that everything else can be built on top of. But it comes down to choices. Man, choices. Do my choices, do they push me away from God? Do my choices keep me at an even level? Or do my choices help me grow? My encouragement to you today is to make choices that will help you grow.
Why? Because God has more for you. God has more for you. And if we keep going, we'll keep experiencing. And don't quit and don't give up because this world needs you to know God. This world needs an adequate representation of Jesus. And God has called you. So I want you to ponder those questions as we, as we, as we sing. I'm going to pray. When I'm done praying, some, we'll have some people come forward. And if you need prayer today, they will pray for you. If, you, if you're just here and you want to wrestle with those choices, but you don't want to do it in your seat, you want to do it at the altar, uh, which is such an important place to spend some time with Jesus, I want you to know you can. I want you to take a few minutes to worship, but to ponder. Ponder your choices. Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your love, that you care. Oh, man, that you care. Thank you that you love us so much that you are willing to die on the cross for us. Jesus, we need you. Help us to find you and follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. We hope that God spoke to you through today's message. If you want to know more about Faith Church, text CONNECT to 419-664-4555. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening, and may you find and follow Jesus in all you do.